Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is co-host Daniel McAdams. Daniel, good to see you. How are you, Dr. Paul? Happy Monday. I'm doing well. Good to be chilly, here. I'm chilly this morning. I saw some yeah. frost on my grass. Oh, I thought that was snow. <laughs> <laughs> you build a snowman? It looks snowy. <laughs> but it's getting nice. Yeah. I'll be able to get out on a bike like this afternoon. Some warm up. <laughs> okay. I want to start off with a poll. We like poll. polls. Polls are interesting. interesting. Yeah. Sometimes they're on us. Sometimes they're off the wall. And... Uh, Basically, uh, uh, you know, good pollsters, and we're going to be quoting from Rasmussen, they're still around, yeah. so they, they have to have some credibility, even though there are some polls that are done. You know, any, any poll that's done by a campaign organization has to say is always a gimmick, always a yeah. reason for it, and, and there's a lot that will do that just to make their point. But here's one that sort of just sort of uh, reflects our our beliefs, uh, not so much beliefs as, as, as what we think is going on. It, it goes after the Democrats. Uh, matter of fact, it, it doesn't go after the Democrats. They just report that the Democrats respond uh, that they are much, much more anti-unvaxxed. Un, uh, yeah. Boy, they, they don't Angry. like people. And that, that is the problem. And, you know, the unvaxxed are very, very bad people. And there is a, a political split here. Uh, and the, when you put the Republicans and the uh, unaffiliated, those independents, all of a sudden there's a big majority. And maybe that's why we saw a new governor making some announcements this week. Yeah, you know? yeah. So that's, uh, the people will wake up slowly, but there, there are some changes. But anyway, they found out that there was no doubt the Democrats were much more in favor of uh, punishing people that didn't obey uh, Dr. Fauci's uh, rules and regulations. <laughs> and, and he doesn't even have to say anything uh, about legal enforcement because uh, he's such a powerful, influential, intelligent uh, scientist. Yeah, you know, so, <laughs> so, that's, uh, so I think this sort of fits our perceptions. This is the case. I think the public you know, is thinking along that way. I think Virginia indicates this. And that this is a big issue, but we do read every single day that uh, even the Democrats, this week, the Democrats were starting to eating their own more than they have. They've yeah. always been doing that behind the scenes. But right now, they're getting pretty sharp criticism. They don't, they don't feel real good about uh, that. the President Biden, I think his yeah. name is. You know what I think is interesting? Uh, uh, you know, uh, Chris and I did something the other day on democracy, you know, and the shortcomings of it. And I, I was thinking, one thing we could have used is, put a picture up of the president and vice president. This is what democracy brings. So I'll show you this is a recent poll. It was done earlier this month. It was uh, done by phone. And it's, it's interesting, you know, as you say, polls are fun because it gives you a sense of how, excuse me, of how things are going. This came out at the end of last week. Uh, Rasmussen reports, COVID-19 Democratic voters support harsh measures against the unvaccinated. And that, I think, shows Dr. Paul First of all, how hard the propaganda has hit people. Uh, these people are out for blood, they're angry, and they're taking out their anger on half the population, the other half of the population. Let's look at a couple of quotes from this, from this poll, if we can, because it's really, some of this I think is very disturbing, and I'm, I was a little surprised at the numbers. Um, first one, 59% of Democratic voters would favor a government policy requiring that citizens remain confined to their homes at all times 
except for emergencies, <laughs> if they refuse to get a COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, of course, that's opposed by 61% of all likely voters, including 79% of Republicans and 71% of uh, independents. But just the fact that a majority of Democrats want to have an Australia type of gulag system for people who refuse to take the shot, even as CDC Director Walensky herself says, these shots don't prevent uh, transmission, they don't prevent infection. So it sounds to me just like revenge. But here's the scariest one. Let's do this second quote. And I'll throw it back to you, Dr. Paul. <clears throat> this jumped out at me, and the people were talking about it a lot on Twitter over the weekend. Uh, no, let's uh, go back one if we can. It's the, uh, yeah, this one here. Nearly half, 48% of Democratic voters think federal and state governments should be able to fine or imprison <coughs> individuals who publicly question the efficacy of the existing COVID-19 vaccines on social media, television, radio, or online or digital publications. Almost half of Democratic voters believe that if you dare say anything critical about the shots, you should be in jail. That is chilling. That tells you that they're now at war with speech. And that's even as we've talked about this so many times. Remember, Dr. Paul, back in April, these shots are 100% effective. And now it's you got to get your third or fourth shot because, you know, it goes down like this. So. The fact that you want your fellow citizens who disagree with you about these shots or who may actually be better informed because they're following uh, things like the Liberty Report to go to jail, that, that is really chilling. You know, uh, even if you use a quote from somebody like Walensky to make the point we're making, uh, it doesn't help. Yeah. It, it totally ignores it. You can even be punished and, and penalized for it, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But that's it. That's it. You use that information, and yet they're using them as the uh, authority for, uh, you know, disenfranchising yeah. the, these individuals. Yeah, it's very, so, it's very disturbing. So uh, the um, effort for this is uh, obviously, I think, very good that... Uh, that uh, this poll is out, even though even though it's sad that it's happening, but it shows that there are some people, and I would say that uh, maybe we've contributed a little bit. Uh, you know, our numbers aren't huge, but sometimes I think you have to have the important people yeah. listening to the people who that can be respected and be asked their opinion of it. And I think that's where a, a true uh, movement occurs with it's ideological, and uh, and and that's why yes, there needed to be a lot of people upset in Virginia to change the governorship, but uh, a lot of people contributed that uh, certainly the doctors that were on the front lines of this that uh, that have been uh, telling the truth about this and they didn't uh, uh, they could they some of them did lose some benefits economic benefits like lose their jobs and yeah. and all and yet at the same time things have uh, things have improved I think I, I think these polls are excellent and uh, I, I think uh, we we might have to consider to do a couple of ourselves <laughs> yeah and the, the one note about Fauci is interesting 45 percent of americans only 45 percent view fauci favorably so his numbers are following biden's numbers into the <coughs> toilet <coughs> and only 34 percent of americans and no and 34 percent of americans have a very unfavorable view of him so he's uh, he's he's he may end up being the scapegoat in this whole thing when when all is said and done
Yeah, well, if you didn't that percentage, that high percentage of the people on the Democratic side, that's that's supporting incarceration. You know, it's like a concentration. Yeah. Oh no, but they're very. Uh, they have clean bathrooms. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's it's not an imprisonment. So uh, yeah. what a shame. And then I keep thinking about. The individuals that might lose their livelihood, I want to follow up and talk about a, a doctor that was in the news. Yeah, this is a big deal. This is out of Maine, I think it was. Well, it, uh, this is a, a woman doctor, and she's in practice in Maine, I think, for 20-some years. But she's had her medical license for 41 years. Wow. So she's been practicing someplace else, but she's been up there. And uh, if there had been some pr previous disciplinary actions against her... Uh, they looked around and looked for infractions that uh, she may have been, you know, so socially, which was a stretching it. But she never, she was never denied benefits anyplace that that I could find out. So, but but what they do, she she talked, you know, she really overstepped the bounds. She talked about ivermectin and uh, hydroxychloroquine, and all of a sudden they marched in and said that's not that's not allowed, you know, and. And you miss, they called it misinformation, yeah. you know, and distorting everything. And, and I, th I keep thinking when that comes up, I say, who, who's the decider? Yeah. I don't think George Bush isn't a decider. Yeah. He's the decider on this. Yeah. But there's a decider out there. And unfortunately, in the past two years, the person who had the most uh, uh, ability, who was most involved in being the decider, was Fauci. Yeah. And uh, his numbers are going down, so maybe we'll regain some of our liberties as more and more people say, this doesn't make any sense, but it's still split. Yeah. And, you know, they say we are on the verge of truth breaking out and a better understanding. Uh, if you're tired of uh, the current president and vice president, this might be uh, a good sign that uh, they might uh, be with us, uh, you know, for very long. They certainly aren't lining up to yeah. looking forward to three years now, the next <laughs> presidential election. It'll be underwater. So, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's something that, uh, you, you know, I believe that we have enough freedom that information does get out but also bad information gets out there that we have to counteract. Yeah, let's put up that next clip because this is about, this is from the Miami Herald. They reported on, we both noticed this and it was pretty shocking. Doctor loses license, and here's the part that gets me, Dr. Paul, must have a psych evaluation for her COVID falsehoods. Her name is Dr. Merrill J. Nass. As you say, she's been practicing as a doctor for, she's had a license for 41 years. So if he was, she was that incompetent, that says more about the licensing board yeah. than it does about her. And we don't know that all of the details of the case. All we know is what's presented by the Miami Herald. And uh, they, they, among her list of uh, things that she may have done included, as you say, some social aspects. But you get down to the you know, seventh or eighth paragraph, and in the small print is that she had some things on her website that questioned, uh, that questioned some of the accepted wisdom, conventional wisdom about it. And she also had spoken to her patients about these two treatments. And this has nothing to do with whether they work or not. It has to do with the fact that this doctor was talking about approved treatments, uh, approved drugs to patients. Someone went in and dropped a dime. Some Karen went in and dropped a dime on her. And now she's going to be out on the street. And it's just the Soviet character that if you go against the ex accepted wisdom, you're not a bad person. You're not an evil person. You have a psychological problem. You need to go to a psychiatric prison will be the next thing they do. Yep. 
But you know, it, it sort of defies common sense about uh, how you're supposed to bring about justice. If you're being charged with something that's going to threaten your livelihood and uh, your well-being, uh, it used to be that you were charged with a crime. I mean, not just some social infraction, but charged with something, and then you would have a jury because this is this is big stuff. Yeah. Because <clears throat> because her livelihood has been threatened. It isn't just a a little rule within a small little community. Uh, and then you say, well, it's the doctors. They are you know they're regulating themselves. Yeah, but the doctor profession. Uh, is in alliance with uh, the uh, pharmaceutical industry, which just happens to be in uh, allies of big government. Yeah. So, so it's it's not like uh, it's a private club, and they're just doing this and protecting the public, and they deserve a lot of credit for this. This is just this is just this this uh, verges on evilness. Yeah. You know, I was watching the football game last night, and an ad for Pfizer came on. I almost threw some queso at the screen. <laughs> <laughs> but can we put that clip up? Because I, I've forgotten to put this up about the doctor. And um, this is, this is she, she had a good response to what they were saying. Um, <clears throat> it said roughly, so uh, she had some uh, public dis dissemination of misinformation. Roughly 10 days later, the board, this is the medical board in Maine, got another complaint about her, quote, spreading COVID and COVID vaccination misinformation. On Twitter, she was tweeting misinformation. But she made a good point. The doctor said disinformation and misinformation are fuzzy concepts that the board hasn't even defined. She said there's no law that says doctors can't express their educated opinion on any subject. So she's, she's pushing back on it, and she makes a good point. They don't even say what the misinformation is, and she's allowed to give her opinion on these things. It, it's also the invasion. She was giving out information, and she had a, a video that they were allowed to look, and, and she did promote the video. But that, that to me, is just, uh, you know, sh should be under the First Amendment. It, it shouldn't even, the subject and concern shouldn't even be the fact that uh, technically uh, uh, it was fuzzy or something like that. It, it is just that they uh, want to punish people, but there's no judge and no jury. It's arbitrary. It's authoritarianism. It's now a big partisan thing, and it's really big. It's big money against the people who want to be independent-minded. And, uh, you know, truth is... Uh, uh, truth is treason when you have an empire, and if it's run by lies by bureaucrats, they, they cannot stand the truth. That's why the, the, the most dangerous thing you can be in America today is, is to be a whistleblower yeah. and, and tell, tell the country what's going on. And thank goodness there are still quite a few out there, and it, it, they can, they can uh, become, become more present. It's getting started, getting the gods there to step forward. and. Uh, and make the first effort, uh, but that's uh, that. That I think is going to continue to have to happen. Let's just hope there's some more people come to her defense. But even if they do, they're not automatically going to the, the people who want to throw her out of medicine yeah. because it's too big a deal. Because she has information shared by how many tens of thousands, if not millions, of people now. Yeah, yeah. you know the whole ivermectin and hydroxy. That there, it isn't. It isn't a handful of people. There was a time when we had a handful of outspoken doctors that uh, really brought it to the attention of the country. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to go on to a good news story. This is something that happened over the weekend. New governor, new sheriff in town. When it comes to Virginia, <clears throat> um, 
this is Yunkin. He was, uh, it was a shock victory. He defeated Terry McAuliffe, who's a darling of the Clintons and the Democratic Party. Um, and McAuliffe, of course, ran on the idea that you should never be able to interfere with what the schools are teaching your kids, and you shouldn't even know what it is. And Yunkin, Glenn Yunkin, smartly said, uh, no, that's ridiculous. You're paying for these schools. So he was sworn in over the weekend, Dr. Paul, and he hit the ground running, and he issued, I think, 10 or 11 executive orders. Boom, right off the bat, he, this is something rare in a politician. He actually did what he said he was going to do, and he did it on the first day. Among those were he issued an executive order outlawing uh, racially divisive teaching, uh, including critical race theory. And the other one is he overturned the mask mandates for the schools, for the kids. And the third is he overturned the VAX requirements for state workers. So boom, now, boom, boom. This is very good. You know, some people, when they see this happening, where the regulations that are there to protect public health and protect the people, they get very, very nervous about this because uh, they want protected. They want to be safe, and it's the government's responsibility, which I strongly disagree with. And uh, But but the, the governor made a good point. He, he mentioned... Uh, not using the words, but what he was saying is this doesn't lead to anarchy. You know, that's yeah. what they imply, that there's nobody to regulate. And, but he did say something that told you why there should not be anarchy, uh, and that's because uh, the, uh, it's a he, he, he argued it was a parent's responsibility to decide whether they you know, wear masks and do all these things, what their health, uh, you, you know, uh, treatment should be. And it should be a, 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 a voluntary thing instead of mandates. Just the word mandates is, is so bad. Uh, so I think uh, uh, th th this, is, this is an example. When you say, well, still, parents, what do they know? Uh, well, some of them got to know something they felt very strongly about, and they started going to parent-teachers association yeah. meeting. And this idea that parents don't know anything, does that mean that every parent is perfect? No, no, that, that's uh, not it. But they, the opposite of that is every bureaucratic, uh, every bureaucrat and every politician's perfect in all their decisions they make in trying to take care of the people and give them medical care and make sure there's no waste, no fraud, and that the care will be perfect and there will be no prohibitions against, uh, you know, voluntary choices. So I, I would say that with, with just a little bit of common sense, people should opt for the voluntary approach rather than the authoritarian approach. And the other uh, piece of good news in Virginia uh, which didn't get as much attention, is that there's a new attorney general in town, Jason Mayaris, and he announced immediately an investigation of the Loudoun County School District. You know, that's where they, uh, that uh, boy who pretended to be a girl went into the girl's bathroom and sexually assaulted a girl there, and then the school board, instead of taking this kid out, they put him to another school where he did the same thing, and then they covered it up. Well, he says, no way, this is not going to happen. He's investigating the school board. He, he got rid of some people on the Civil Rights Division uh, of the Attorney General's office, probably the ones who were instigating a lot of this garbage. So he is, uh, and he's also looking into some of these, uh, uh, these uh, Sorosian uh, uh, people who are letting violent criminals out and back into the community where they're hurting other people. So, you know, at the risk of sounding very thin blue-lineish, blue 
it's, it's good news, I think, that these guys are coming in and they're going to try to undo some of this problem. That's right. It's, it's moving in the right direction. But it's always a little slower on doing it. You know, an executive order is so easy and so dramatic. Yeah. And it's absolute immediately. And, uh, you know, it always has annoyed me and continues to annoy me that they think the executive branch of government, uh, federal and state, has the authority to write law. You know, in, in a Republican under our Constitution, they don't gain the authority to write law. And that's what executive orders are. I mean, just think of the, the things that the, the current president, as well as the Republican president, they yeah. use executive orders all the time. And the whole thing is, is bogus. And uh, those laws should be rejected on merit just to go to court and say, no, this is not a legal law. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about some people who are victims yeah. of their own hypocrisy in a way. And I think you have the first one from Credit Suisse. Yes. Big uh, shake up there. Antonio Horta Osario. He's the, uh, Chris Suisse, the uh, chairman of the board. Yeah. And um, well, he did a terrible thing. Uh-oh. Uh, he, he, uh, he, went, he, he went to London. I guess that's where Wimbledon is. And he wanted to watch it. He was a good tennis fan. How dare I wonder he? Why, why didn't he go to... Uh, go to Australia and, and, uh, <laughs> and bring about a revolution. So, but but uh, he he wanted to. So he he um, he was exposed. I don't know if he had, but he had a eight day uh, quarantine and he didn't do the whole thing. He yeah. you know skipped Uh-oh. out a little early, and so uh, he was caught at it. And uh, at first he tried to weasel his way out, but that's the whole thing. He should have never weaseled his way out. He should have stood out at the beginning and fought these dumb things and told his company if you want me to help straighten this company out let's have some decent rules yeah, yeah. <laughs> instead of this so he went and broke the rules and now he's he's a, you know he's not totally innocent because he was trying to weasel his way through yeah, this thing yeah. but he um, he lost his job wow. and uh, that's 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 a big deal so uh, it's a it, it's it's sad I'll tell you well, I'll tell you, another <laughs> weasel who's about to lose his job is Boris Johnson oh. out in the U.K. because there's a huge scandal about, first they caught a picture of them having, uh, dining out on the garden, having wine and cheese with his staff. And this is when everyone was locked down in the U.K. and no one was allowed to be out at all. And none of them had masks on. And he said, well, this is just one thing. It was a, it was a bad judgment on my part just one time. And then over and over and over, more parties, more things. And he said, well... I, uh, I implicitly viewed it as a work event, is what he said. And then the invitation leaked out and it said, quote, bring your own booze. <laughs> so they said, well, either it's okay to drink during the day when you're working or you're lying and it was a party. But this is a, a good article in the Daily Skeptic. And I think we may have seen it on Zero Hedge. Um, but it makes a good point because it's easy to be mad at someone like uh, Johnson or the CEO of Credit Suisse for being hypocrites. Hypocrites. Uh, these rules are for the little people. They're not for me. I'm way too important. But what the Daily Skeptic points out, and it's in their headline, the lesson from the Downing Street parties is the rules were wrong. Yeah, Johnson and this guy were, were wrong for breaking them, but the rules themselves were stupid and wrong and counterproductive, and the people enforcing them knew it. Otherwise, they would have abided by their own rules. There you go. And, and this is a good issue. 
because we have found that a lot of people get converted and they become alert when they see what the hypocrites are doing. Remember when the story broke with Pelosi? Yeah. People really got upset with that. And, uh, and that's not hard to find because uh, I keep thinking that there are a lot of hypocrites in Washington, D.C. You know what they said to them? I always use the word demagogues because they, they go out there and say things uh, and they, they, they're always so wonderful, sounds okay. I really got a little bit of, of pleasure or understanding uh, during the presidential campaign because uh, I at times would uh, not flamboyantly but mention, well, under, under the Constitution, you're not allowed to do ABC. If you go to war, you have to declare the war. And, uh, but it wasn't this uh, uh, yelling and screaming and all. And, um, and other, other candidates would say something they would bring it up too, and they would talk about obeying the Constitution. And uh, a couple young people came up to me after one of the debates, and they said, boy, what we really like is you, you describe the problems, but, but uh, you, you say you're going to obey the Constitution, and that's what we like to hear. I said, yeah, but didn't the other candidates, uh, didn't they say the same thing, that, <laughs> that you should follow the Constitution? They said, yeah, but they, we didn't believe them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of hypocrisy and uh, demagoguery that goes on. Uh, if we, we can put them on our two hands. Oh, yeah. The ones up there you can tr and trust. But yeah. the whole system is, is designed that way. What about, if you talk about hypocrisy, what about the Patriot Act? Do you think it's hypocritical yeah. to say, this act, you pass the, the Patriot Act, it's an emergency, and we're going to save the country. And there was boy flamboyant promises yeah. about how important this was. And here, uh, it, it took Ed Snowden to finally tell us what they really were doing. What they were really up to. Well, I have a last little segment, Dr. Paul. I'm going to throw it out there. Um, because it's important, this is something that happened over the weekend. It's something extremely unfair and dishonest, and it has to do with social media. It has to do with Facebook. I got a notice as I logged in uh, and was looking at the pages. This came up on your Facebook page. This is your public page. It's a big yellow line, page restrictions. Your page is restricted for at least 90 days because it repeatedly shared false information. The page's posts will be moved lower in the news feed so people are less likely to see them. The page also won't be able to advertise or earn money on Facebook or register as a news page. Uh, so I'm wondering, what the heck did we do over the weekend? Uh, what were we posting? <laughs> so then I looked at the offending posts, and they were from our show during the week. And let's put that next one up if we can. This is something that we posted. This we posted this from Jordan Schachtel's article. And this is literally a quote from the Pfizer CEO. After once claiming his shots are 100% effective, Pfizer CEO now says the two shots, quote, offers very limited protection, if any. That is literally what he said. And in fact, this next clip was on the same topic. They said it was missing context. On the next one, we actually had a clip of him saying this, saying that it does not have any effect, the two shots, missing context. And then the third strike, and I guess we're out, is that we literally put up an interview with Walensky, the CDC director. Let's look at the, that next one, please, that last one. We literally put her up on TV saying 75% of COVID deaths had at least comorbidities. 
We talked about it on the show. They said independent fact checkers said this information could mislead people. <laughs> but you know what happened it, with this? This came out the morning that we did it. We put it up there. And then a day later, the fact checkers came in and said, well, there was a little bit of something left out of that interview that made it a little bit more subtle than she ways she said it. There's no way we could have known that. We reported that CNBC themselves reported it. We did our show. We put it up as they themselves had reported it. And then a day later, they say, well, there was something else to add. How can we change our news that we report that day two days later when we've already done the report? So totally dishonest. It reminds me of the John Stossel lawsuit against Facebook where they had to admit, hey, when we do fact checks, it's not facts, it's opinions. Anyone who wants to look at that can look. Stossel did a piece for the New York Post where he found this because he sued them. This is fundamentally unfair. If three or four days later something else comes out and says, well, that interview was a little bit different than you thought when you followed it on the mainstream media. And now you're dinged and you can't do anything for 90 days because of it. You know, um, the question is, who's going to check the fact checkers? checkers? Yeah, yeah. You know, but, you know, it's not an easy one for a libertarian to say, well, you know, they're out there doing this thing and they have some of their, their, their advantages. But we can't get a government fact checker to do that. That, that wouldn't work. But there are people like Glenn Greenwald and others who do a lot of fact checking. Yeah. We, we try to follow and emulate the people who are really good at this. And you just did it. You know, get the facts out there. And uh, it, it takes time. And uh, the message has to be spread. But the fact checkers, when you don't have the authority of a gun, a government gun, yeah. see what they're, they're implying is, uh, you know, that we're going to lock you out, even though we are the arm of the government, uh, you know, that uh, we're not going to, uh, uh, you, you know, close down or we're not going to listen to you because we're, we're independent. And, uh, and but but there has to be a check on, on the fact checkers. Sometimes they try to create private fact checkers in political debates and all. Yeah. And, uh, I've never thought that was the answer, but I think it's an attempt should be made of that. That's why an independent source uh, should do that. And they're out there, they're honest people uh, that do this. Uh, the big problem is spreading that message because of the, of the media. Uh, who's going to do, I mean, but, you know, in a way, maybe there's the people are fact-checking the uh, CNN. Uh, they're uh -huh. not doing so well lately, I heard, you know, yeah. because their facts and what they're doing is, is, not, is not being accepted by the people. Yeah, and it's not that we're calling for the government to do something, because the problem with this is it's fraud. They fraudulently fraudulently said that we gave misinformation when what, reported, when what we reported was absolutely accurate at the time. So there's fraud involved and there's also defamation of character. Ron Paul is a liar. He puts up lies on his Facebook page, which literally is not true. If you look at those clips, we're simply reporting what was out there in the mainstream. So fraud and, and um, um, maligning of your character are the two real issues at play here, I think. You'd probably say... Lock them up. <laughs> well, <when laughs> well you what fraud. we want is to get the facts out there because, because uh, 
I, I don't think we're going to be able to lock them up, but I'd sure like to see more changes made like they did in Virginia. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's, a, that's the best option right now. And uh, we, we should do our best to get that information out. And we're delighted when we hear from our supporters that, of things that are going on, especially when it has a special interest to it, uh, uh, especially if, uh, if, if somebody's a hypocrite. But boy, there's a lot of that activity out there. Yeah. So um, I am satisfied that we're moving in the right direction slowly, but moving in the right direction. I think things are going to speed up. Uh, the momentum will build, and I think we're uh, in an important year. I, I de-emphasize the, the natural importance or the superb importance of elections because when I look at it from the negative side, I think, you know, I've watched these elections for so long. I've seen the presidents come and go. I've listened to all their promises, and I've listened to about balance the budget and follow the Constitution, and Republican or Democrat, the same thing happened. But we still, you know, uh, maybe just a little bit at a time. I think uh, that's why I keep uh, referring to Virginia. It, it was a, a big thing that that happened. Uh, but we just need a lot more of that. And there's so much uh, disagreement out there. In, in many ways, what's going on is because there's, uh, you, you know, the hypocrisy and the different noise you hear. Uh, there's there's a, a lot of people that uh, are, are just hypocritical about the whole, whole thing. And therefore, information, we have to have the information and we have to get it to the point where people, when they want to try to get an answer, are referred to sources that they can can trust. We do our very best to prevent to present uh, that type of information and we're going to continue to do that and I want to thank all our viewers for tuning in. Please return to the Liberty Report soon.